Devin, is it, is it strange to have two guys have such a high volume of the offense when you're talking about Antonio Brown and Schuster? Yeah, they got a lot of, I mean, targets, production, um, yards, touch, like, they do a lot for the offense. Um, but the crazy thing is, like, you can turn on games where Vance McDonald is out there having a great game. Um, you can turn on games where Connor's out there running wild. So um, even though those two guys have a lot of production and targets, it's not one of those games where it's like if you only take away these two guys, you're going to win because they have other talented guys. Um, those two guys are just really good. On and the back end of each other, Schuster and Brown. Um, Kind of yeah, I think that's what it is, though. They're two great players. So um, how do they complement each other by being great? You know, I think whether it's, you know, Schuster catching a 97-yard touchdown or uh, Antonio Brown beating the coverage and getting over top, um, you really can't fall asleep. And, you know, even though they're different, it's not one of those things where it's like, well, this guy's going deep and this guy's not. They both are different, but they do a lot of the same things on the field that make it hard um, to set your defense, you know, it's not like one guy's a possession receiver and the other guy's a vertical threat or, you know, one guy's a, a guy that's going to only run crossers and try to beat you with speed horizontal. Like they both do all of those things. So um, I think how versatile they are helps them um, because they don't just align at one position either. They're in different spots in the offense, um, which makes it tough to kind of set a defense to just stop those two. On the back end of things, are you seeing any reason for the, the breakdowns in the run defense at all? Anything you can pinpoint there? No, we just all got to do a better job of 11 guys. Run defense comes down to 11 guys being uh, where you expect them to be in whatever coverage or defense you're in. So um, we just have to do a better job of that. Obviously, when you talk run game, pass game, it starts up front, then it goes second level, then it goes third level. So um, it's all three of those levels doing a good job. Um, whenever the run's called, and you know, I think we we watch that. We're trying to figure that out, and that's something we know we got to get correct this Sunday. And the fact that you guys just prepared for for Thielen and Diggs a couple weeks ago help you at all this week when you're kind of going up against another one of those elite receiving duos? Or like um, there, there's some carryover, um, but I think it helps us out more is playing these guys last year. Like we know uh, kind of what we're up against. Like we saw both those guys last year. Um, Antonio Brown got hurt, but we had to prepare for both of them. And you last year added Martavius Bryant. So, um, you know, between Washington and Switzer, we know, you know, one of those guys, Hayward Bay, will be in there too. So, um, you know, I think that little bit of knowledge from last year and how we prepared um, as far as just how good those guys are help. Um, it's not the same as far as, you know, everything that we're preparing this year and last year. But um, I think that's the best, you know, comparison I can give. Is this a good football environment? I mean, I feel like when you guys go to different places, there's pockets of Patriot fans, except for Pittsburgh. They just, nobody, they're not giving up their tickets. Yeah. Right? I don't know if it charges you even more to be like us against them. Yeah, it is. I mean, and Bill spoke about that this week, you know, as far as their tradition. You know, they don't have even that many coaches in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, it's fans that have been riding with those guys forever. You know, it's like it's passed down generational. So um, we know that. We know it'll be terrible tiles waving. Um, we know at one point they'll drop their theme song and the crowd will go crazy. Um, but it's a fun atmosphere. You know, it's going to be that playoff type atmosphere where it feels like both teams just have to win this game. And I know their fans will bring that kind of energy. So um, we know we might get 10, 15 Patriot fans. Um, you know, whoever can probably find a ticket to get in there or try to get in there. We've seen uh, Roethlisberger struggle a little bit. <coughs> and, and 
uncharacteristic mistakes. Have you seen anything different from him than what you've been preparing for at least the last few years? No, I mean, I think I think Roethlisberger, Brady, Breed, like these guys, that they have three mistakes in a season, it's like, man, this guy's struggling. You know, they, they've been at that high level, that elite level for so many years. Um, you know, it doesn't make a difference. Like, it's the usual this week. He's coming off injury. He'll be there. He'll be playing. Um, he's not going to play different. He's still going to be throwing guys off that's trying to tackle him in the pocket. So, um, you know, he, he's a guy who puts stress on everyone. You know, even if you pressure him and you get there, you have to tackle him. Um, if he buys time, you have to cover from the line of scrimmage all the way to 60 yards deep if he just wants to throw the ball and launch it deep. So um, he puts a, a lot of pressure, I think, on the whole defense. When you think of nine, nine years in the league and just sort of like crazy um, waiting on a call, an official, on a like review, that Jesse James catch from last year, like where does that sort of rank, I guess, you know, in your career in terms of just craziness and, and sort of waiting on you know, what the result would be? Um, I don't know. I've never even thought about it. Um, I guess it'd be pretty high, you know, I think at that point in the game. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it was one of those things where we're waiting to see. And um, I think in those moments, though, in games, like so much is kind of preparing for what's next um, that you don't really have time to think about what it's going to be. It's like, well, if it's this, is this, if it's this. We're, that's what we're doing on the sideline or as a group of guys in the middle trying to prepare for what's next. So. Um, you don't even have time. I think like when you watch as a spectator, you're just sitting on the edge of your seat waiting. Um, but as players, we're trying to discuss what will happen next with either way the call goes. In that case, what happened next? I mean, you still had to close it We out. had to close it. We had to play another play or two. Like we didn't know what it was going to be, but we had to prepare. Um, and we knew the clock was going to run right away. So like all of those things that we have talked about situationally uh, in meetings kind of get used and that was the one time it got used all year um probably the one time it might have got used or maybe two times in my whole career so um it's a lot of you know communication to try to prepare for that because we've all heard it over and over again but it's different when you got to rep it kevin have you we're off of mike's question have you talked about uh, the jesse james play but the juju Schuster play on that last drive where he catches and he runs 50 yards just in terms of the need to play 60 minutes this week and also tackle and because um, he got away from a couple tackles. Does that, does that play come up at all? Uh, it hasn't, but I mean, we that general concept of playing 60 minutes, leverage, tackling comes up daily. So, um, you know, we didn't like go back and watch that, but as a group, but I think we all know that will we'll show up. Um, at different parts of the game, especially with this team. Like, you pull up, obviously it wasn't the end of the game situation, but the 97-yard touchdown by uh, Schuster this year where, you know, he catches a, a nine route, makes a guy miss, stiff arms. You know, like, that That comes down to leverage and tackling, not giving up 97 yards, you know, try to shut that down at 25, 30 yards if he makes a catch downfield, which, I mean, they got good players. They're going to make some plays, but we got to limit the big plays. Talking to Jason, it seems like uh... – they're sort of interchangeable, Schuster and Brown. They're really fast. So does that make it more challenging because they can sort of move them around and it's, you know, you don't know exactly where they're going to be? Yeah, we were just talking about, like, how do they complement each other, like, by both being great. You know, it's not, you know, I think sometimes you talk about running back duos and you're like thunder and lightning, like this guy's this way. With these guys, they are different, you know, body types and a little bit how they play, but they both can go deep. They both can go across the middle. They both can run under routes and catch it and take it the distance. Um, so 
I think the versatility that both guys have probably creates the most challenges for a defense that you can't just sit in a defense and say, Antonio Brown's here, uh, Schuster's here, this is what we're going to like. We don't know all of that stuff. So it's a little bit on the move, and you have to have a high awareness of where they're at. A couple final questions for Devin. Thanks, Devin. No problem.